and welcome to another edition of According to the Scriptures. My name is Mike Crosby, and I'm the minister of the South Garland Church of Christ, located in Garland, Texas. And today we have a very, very important show, a very exciting show. We're going to be talking about the I Am's of Jesus from the Gospel of John. But before we get to that, what I'd like to do is encourage you the same way that Paul encouraged the church at Corinth when he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 1, he preached unto them the gospel. The reason? In verse number 2, he says, because they are saved by that gospel if they keep it in remembrance. And specifically, verses 3 and 4, he says, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So in every broadcast, we're going to bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ, and everything that we say will be according to the scriptures. Uh, what I'd like to do right now is just bring up what we're going to be talking about, the I am's of Jesus in the Gospel of John. And the Bible says in John chapter 8 and the verses 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. So we'll be talking about the I am's of Jesus. And joining me today, I've got two very, very outstanding presenters. Uh, gospel preachers in, in the in the body of Christ. I would like to introduce to you Brother Reginald Reed, who is the youth minister of the Fourth Avenue Church of Christ located in Dallas, Texas. Brother Reed, always good to have you, sir. Mike, it's good to be here this morning. Amen, brother. Also, I'd like to introduce to you Brother Archie Green, who works in the evangelism for the Downtown Church of Christ located in Cedar Hill, Texas. Brother Green, good to have you again, sir. Morning, Mike. Appreciate you having me. Thank you, sir. Well, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and start off with uh, Brother Green this morning, if you don't mind. And we've got we've got a few IMs that we want to look at. Jesus, when he's talking to the crowd, he claims to be pre-existent. In other words, he's always lived. He's always existed. He he was there before Abraham. He was there when Abraham, and he's there after Abraham. And throughout the Book of John, Jesus makes some pretty unique and some pretty phenomenal claims regarding his relationship to his father and regarding his relationship as the salvation for all mankind. So let's explore the I am's that Jesus brings up. So in John chapter 6 and the verses number 35, Jesus says he is the bread of life. What is what is that when he says I am the bread of life? Mike, I, I, without being remiss, I have to do this before I go there. Go right here, brother. Uh, whenever I come across the verse in John chapter 8, mm -hmm. uh, uh, for some odd reason, Mike, I think that's one of the most awesome verses in the book. And i tell you why. It's because the Jews had a problem. The Jews figured out that there was no one greater than Abraham. Mm -hmm. They figured if they could point back to Father Abraham, mm -hmm. then all would be well because they, they had this lineage thing that they put a lot of weight on. So when Jesus makes a statement before Abraham was, right. before he ever existed, I have precedence over him. Mm -hmm. I am therefore greater, and you should point to me. Amen. If you That's want right. salvation, That's right. you need to understand that my power and my understanding and my wisdom is greater than Abraham. And I always have to make that point because that's, that's, that's one of the things right. that just runs a chill down my spine when you do that. But now back to your question. Uh, John chapter 6, verse 35. Yes, sir. Is one of those texts they'll take us to. And, and the text says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Yes, sir. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. You know, we have this thing in life, Mike, where we deal with our hunger physically. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Christ was outstanding when it came to being a teacher 
and giving the analogies of understanding this physical stuff that we go through. Mm -hmm. But remember, he also said that my kingdom is not of this world. Amen. My kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. So mm -hmm. what I need you to understand is even that manna that came from heaven in the Old Testament yes, sir. that everybody fed off of for a day, and if you didn't eat it that day, it was gone. Mm -hmm. I need you to understand I'm giving you a greater manna. I'm giving you something that will never spoil, that Amen. will never go away, That's right. and it's going to feed you for life. If you look over here in Hebrews chapter 9, in mm -hmm. verse 14. Yes, sir. Notice what the Bible tells us there. Verse 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, yes, sir. who exactly. through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The book of Hebrews deals with a better testator. Mm -hmm. A better prophet, a better priest, mm -hmm. a better tabernacle that we have through Christ Jesus. Christ is the answer to man's death. That's right. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once, once to, to die, die. And I, then come into right. judgment. Amen. We don't want to stand in judgment, Mike, without a risen Savior. We don't want to have that bread of life That's right. and be standing there without it. Amen. Because the hunger we would have in this world will never be fulfilled by physical food alone. Amen. Remember what he was told in Matthew chapter 4? Matthew, Matthew five. Remember what he, what he taught in Matthew 4? Yeah. He, he said, man shall not, not live, live by, by bread, bread alone, alone. That's what he told the but devil. by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Amen. Also, he, uh, he's also, Jesus is also God's answer to man's hunger. In mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 5 and 6, he says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst mm -hmm. after righteousness. Mm -hmm. And what does he mean by righteousness? Psalms 119 and verse 172. He says God's commandments are righteous. So those that obey God's word mm -hmm. are made righteous. And, and so a lot of times we try a lot of things to fill us. But Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger after what? Righteousness. righteousness. They shall be what? Amen. And so I want to be filled. And so that's why I'm <laughs> hungry and thirsting after God's righteousness. Amen, brother. Well, I appreciate that. That's, that's outstanding. Uh, so he says, I am the bread of life. Brother Reed, Jesus makes another claim about himself in John chapter 8 and the verses 12. And which one is that? John 8 and 12. He says, I am the light of the world. Yes, sir. And Jesus was repeating here, Mike, what John had said in chapter 1 and verse 6 through 9. And I won't my brother here to read that for, All right. for us because I, I think John chapter 1 and verses 6 through 9 because it has some, some bearing on what we're talking about. Yes, sir. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Uh-huh. The same came for a witness to bear the witness of the light and that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That's right. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Amen. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was saying that, John was simply saying, I'm not the one, but there is one coming, and he's the light of the world. And what does it mean for us? It means that walking in the light means that we should conduct ourselves according to his teachings Amen. that Jesus gives us. Not only that, but Jesus commands that we follow him, Mike. Yes, sir. Why? To keep us from walking in ignorance, according to Romans chapter 5, Amen. verses 10 and 11. And and Brother Green may get that, if you will. And while we're talking about that, and the reason he does that, because at the same time, Mike, he wants us to let our light shine yes, sir. before men in, in Matthew chapter 5 and 14. But I couldn't overlook Paul because Paul says in, in, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 2 that we are written epistles. And what that means that, Mike, that if I'm walking out to God, men read my life. Yes, sir. 
sometime before they read the word of God. And Amen. so we have to be alike. We have to be examples. And it's one thing for us to say that I'm a child of God and I'm a follower of God, Christ. But it also means that we have to live it through our actions. Amen. Amen. And if you live that life, Mike, you're going to be seen as being different because God says you can't help but see that light. That's right. When it's made available. If we're in this studio right now, for some weird reason, we lost power, mm -hmm. we'd all be searching for light yes, so sir. that we can see. Yes, sir. In other That's words, right. it's going to be drawn to that. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with the gospel. It, since it is the true light and it is the only thing that saves, That's men right. are going to be drawn to that particular situation. Amen. Um, let, me, let me follow up, uh, Brother Green. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus makes another proclamation about himself in John chapter 10. Okay. Right. All right. So if you, uh, John chapter 10, and if we look at verse number seven, now he makes a couple of proclamations from John 10. Right. So we're going to stay there for right. a little bit. Okay. But if you, if you go ahead and explain the one that he makes about himself in verse number seven, I'd appreciate that, sir. No problem. In, in John chapter 10 and verse seven, uh, then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Yes, sir. Now, now it's amazing here that, that Jesus makes this statement because we all understand what a door is. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. A door gives access, Mike. Yes, sir. Uh, and when you have to go through something, like Brother Reed said in a previous program, in order for me to get in this building, I had to have access. Yes, sir. I had to go through the door. Yes, sir. Now, the funny thing about this statement, when he's using it in reference he calls us sheep. Mm -hmm. Now, if you understand a little bit about sheep, you know that sheep is probably not that animal that we're going to put up there for some type of debate team. That's okay? right. A sheep is more inclined to be a follower. That's yes, right. sir. In other words, it has to be led. Yes, sir. And it, to be led for sheep, you have to have a shepherd. Yes, sir. And we have to have a shepherd of <laughs> some yeah. magnitude to where he understands how to lead. Amen. Because we need to understand how to follow. Uh, it's amazing that Peter says over in 1 Peter 2, if you turn that with me real quick. Yes, sir. It gives us a comment or an understanding about this. Uh -huh. Verse 25. Yes, sir. Do you have that? For ye were as sheep going astray, mm -hmm. but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Now, notice that the Bible says that we were as sheep and we had gone astray. Mm -hmm. In other words, we were lost without someone to guide us. God is the only one. Christ, his son, is the mm -hmm. only one that's able to even fit that bill. Mm -hmm. Christ has the words of life. Yes, sir. He is the one that's going to lead us in all situations. Yes, sir. He is the only one that can take care of us. And the other funny thing about that, Mike, is if you understand a little bit about herding, what do they do at the end of each evening? They bring them back into the fold. That's right. Now, why that? Because that's the place where they need to be. Okay. That's not only the place they need to be there, Mike. That's the place of safety. Now, when you mention that there is a fold, now, now, allow me. Yes, sir. If I go back to the way the folds were in the first century. Okay. Uh, they used to take uh, rocks and, and whatever they could find and just build uh, some sort of high escarpment. So as the yes. sheep would sleep. Uh, the wolves and lions couldn't get easy access to them. Exactly. And there was only one way in and one way out. And what the right. shepherd would do, what he, he would actually lay across the opening. opening. So the only way that, you know, something could get in is they had to go through right. that shepherd. shepherd. Right. They had right. to go through. So when Jesus says that he is the door, door. he says, if you want to get to my sheep, right. you got to go through you me. Go through but here's the other thing. If sheep want to leave the fold, they got to turn their back on the door. And one thing that I gleaned from this is that Jesus refers to himself as the door yes, and the shepherd. This is because no one can enter a safe condition now except through Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus says, if you want to be saved, you're going to have to come 
through me. I'm the access. If you want to be where the sheep are, you got to go through me. Right. Exactly. Well, see, all right, now, Brother Reed, since you done, you done brought it up, we're still there in John chapter 10. Why don't you explain the I am that Jesus makes in verse number 14? Very good. Mike, this has to do with uh, the relationship between the shepherd and his sheep, mm -hmm. in which each sheep has its own name. And let me tell you why. When a flock was taken from the pasture in the evening, it was led through the gate into the fold. And a gatekeeper was hired, Mike, back then, mm -hmm. to guard the entrance until the shepherd was ready again to lead the sheep to mm -hmm. pasture. And what would happen then is that when when the shepherd appeared at the gate, the keeper of the port, as mentioned in our text, mm -hmm. he would recognize him upon the entrance of the fold. However, if a stranger appeared, he would be soon, the, the porter would would know that he was a fraud or an imposter. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he would not admit him in, which was referred to in our preceding verse. The point is, another point is that shepherds in the East, like they practice naming their sheep. Yes, sir. Just as parents name their kids and kids name their animals. But another interesting thing that I found here is that also in the East, all the sheep from other shepherds, they were all in one area, meaning that they were all fenced in. The point is that the sheep left with their shepherds. Yes, sir. And, and my point is, is that in verse 14, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep, mm -hmm. and my sheep know me. Mm. Right. Now, I, I, I got to go back to that name thing. <laughs> if you've got a hundred sheep, you're going to take the time to name all your sheep. Yes. But what good is assigning a sheep a name if you don't know what the sheep looks like, okay? And so if I give you a name, I'm going to try to establish a relationship with you. And with, That's right. And, 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 and what the shepherd is saying is, I don't care how many are in my care, I'm going to establish a relationship with each and every one of them. And by the way, I'm giving you your name. Right. You don't tell me what to call oh, you. <laughs> I say what I will call you. That's right. why followers of Jesus are called Christians. Christians. You know, that's the only name that we are given. Right. You know, uh, my, I, I've got three children. Right. And they didn't name themselves. That's right. You know, they, they're in my house or my fold. Right. I have given them each their name. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a relationship with all of them, and I know all of their quirks. Right. Right. I know their habits, That's right. their headaches, and their hang-ups. You know them better than I, 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 and And believe me, when I say something, they have to listen. Because yes. when I say, I'm leaving, right. if they want to go, then right. they know they have to leave with me. Right. Not once will they say, well, Dad, you can't leave yet because I'm not ready. Right. right, and, and one, there are other points that I want to drive out. Go ahead, bro. Cattle are driven, but sheep are laid. Laid, yes, sir. One good relationship between the sheep and the shepherd is that when the sheep, if the sheep leaves or they're lost, then that shepherd would leave the rest to find that particular one. We're giving an example in Luke chapter 15. You have the parable of the lost sheep. Out of the man leaves the ninety nine to go and find the one. Mm -hmm. You have the lost coin and such like. But isn't it good to know that as a sheep, and we have problems with wandering. If I should wander out, that there is a shepherd that cares for me right. enough to go look for me. To go look for me. Now, now here's one more before we before we move on to the next one. Uh, also in John chapter ten, and I love you all brought it out, but I want to read verse number twenty seven. He okay. says, "My sheep hear my voice." Right. 
and I know them, and they follow me. It's very important that if you are a sheep of Christ, you follow Christ. Right. And see, Jesus knows his sheep. Right. But there are a lot of folk out there claiming that I know God. Right. And see, and, and here's the way they say they know God. We all know who the president is. Right. We all know the president's name. We know of him. But do we really know right. the president? Do we have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with the president? And so that's, a, that's, that's what a lot of people say. That's what they really mean when they say they know God. They think they know him, but in 1 John chapter 2 and the verses 3, that's right. God tells us exactly what it takes to know him. Right. The Bible says we know that we know him when we keep his, his commandments. That's right. If we're not keeping the commandments of Christ, we don't know Christ because it says if we don't keep his commandments right. and we say that we know him, we are liars. Right. And, so, and Mike, when I gave you the reference back, to the historical background on the east, yes, when sir. all those sheep were gathered together, yes, sir. when that shepherd came and, and, and he spoke, they knew what time it was Yes, sir. to follow him. That one stayed back, then he was disobedient. But all of them, he knew who was supposed to be there. And one other thing that we have to remember is that when you're dealing with sheep and shepherd, look at the providence and the protection yes, sir. and the peace yes, that sir. if we are faithful, that, 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 that he gives us. I'm going to preach that Sunday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the providence, protection, and peace. That's right, but that now, he gives us. Amen. And it only that comes sheep. from God. Now, and that's only for those who are part of the fold. Right. right. And if he calls and we don't follow, right. we, we are part of somebody else's fold. Exactly. And what man tends to forget, there's only two. Right. That's right. There's only two. There's those who follow God and those who follow Satan. Right. And see, I can, it's real easy to run back to John chapter 8 when Jesus is talking and says, you are of your father the devil. devil. Now, these were folks who thought they were following God, the God of Abraham. As, as you said, they, Abraham is our father. He goes, right. no, no, Abraham's not your father. If Abraham <laughs> was your father. You would love me. Abraham right. Abraham will want to be where you are right now. Right. But know the things you know. But guess what? You don't follow me because Abraham's not your father. Right. The devil's your father. Right. Gentlemen, we, we, we need to hasten on chapter eleven, Brother Green. Yes, sir. Jesus in, in, in chapter eleven, verse number twenty five, he mm -hmm. says another important I am. And what's that one? He does. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. Yes, sir. You know, here's this testimony again, Mike, of people understood physical death. People understood separation, but they didn't have really any true idea of eternal separation. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they wouldn't have any true idea of what eternal life is. So when Christ comes along, he makes sure we make the statement. And let's go to 1 Corinthians 15 real quick. Yes, sir. 1 Corinthians 15, another thing that will preach. When we go in there and, and we, we know and understand what the Bible tells us to do, notice in verse 55, he says, O death, where is thy sting? Mm -hmm. O grave, where is thy victory? Mm -hmm. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always astounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Amen. Lord. You know, we have this situation, Mike, that where we sing on Sunday sometimes, up from the grave he arose mm -hmm. with a mighty triumph for his foes. Mm -hmm. When we sing that song, do we always understand what prayers we're actually issuing out? Are we really thankful to God that he did rise on Absolutely. that third day, Absolutely. now sits at the right hand of God, having all power and all authority in heaven and earth? 
we have to understand that because he is the resurrection, mm -hmm. because he is the life, yes, sir. we now understand what special care that we have in Jesus. That's right. And as you said a while ago, we have to be in Christ Jesus. Absolutely. Where all spiritual blessings lie. Amen. And if we're in, then we understand and we keep working to maintain that relationship that we have with our Father. Be thou faithful unto death. Mm -hmm. Even if it comes to the point to where our very lives are at stake, mm -hmm. we should be thankful that Christ Jesus has died for us. Yes, sir. And has given us the victory over the grave. Absolutely. Because the Bible tells us in Matthew 10, 28, not to worry about this physical body. Amen. That can only be killed and return the dust from which it came. But to fear him. Mm. who not only can kill the body, but condemn that soul also to hell. That's right. And Mike, there are very few few points that I want to bring out uh, quickly. People don't understand the significance of Jesus dying, what he brought to us. When, it, when he died and he rose on the third day, in Matthew chapter 28, in verse 18, it says that he gained all power yes, in heaven and in earth. But not only that, but it, it gave us life. The word, I am the resurrection, means that I am the giver of life. Yes, sir. It's because of Jesus that we have life and so forth and so when we look at all of that it goes back to even in, in the garden mm -hmm. when, when the sin happened in the garden mm -hmm. we were lost without hope yes sir and, and in John three sixteen, the Bible says that for God so loved the world yes, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life mm -hmm. when we look at Lazarus sisters and what happened mm -hmm. there and he talks about Lazarus going to rise on the resurrection she was looking for something down the line right. he said you don't know that I am I am. I'm the resurrection. Yes, sir. I'm the giver of life because right. of me, Lazarus can live again. What you're looking for in the future is standing for you, right in front of you, you right now. Uh, now, one powerful, one powerful one in John 14:6. Amen. Uh, Reg, do us the honor. You know, well, in, in, in John yeah. 14 and 6, Jesus says, "I am the way." Yes, sir. The truth. Yes, sir. The life. John 14 and 6. In the Old Testament, it pointed out to the Messiah that he would come to save his people mm -hmm. and to provide a way into the, uh, and provide a way for them. When we look at Isaiah chapter 7 and verse number 14, look at what it says briefly, if you will. It says, therefore, the Lord himself shall what? Give you a sign. What is that sign? He says, behold, a virgin shall conceive yes, and sir. bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. We find this prophecy being fulfilled in, in Matthew chapter 1 and 21. Yes, sir. Because then we find where it says in verse number 21, And she shall, meaning Mary, mm -hmm. shall bring forth a son. Thou shalt call his name Jesus. Yes, sir. For he shall save his people from their sins. And so forth. He says that I am the way. The way has already been made possible. Yes, sir. But the problem is, is that we're still finding people that are looking for another way. Yes. You know, and, and we don't have to look for another way. Amen. Uh, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but That's the right. end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs That's right. 14, 12. Oh, now, he says he's the way. Now, you just showed us about the way. What about the truth? You know, well, what, what does the Bible say about, about the truth? Uh, Jesus says, I am that truth. Well, in Proverbs 13 and 13, Solomon wrote, whoever despises God's word will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And then we learn in, in John 17 and 17, Jesus sanctified him through thy word. Thy word is truth. Yes, and sir. so Jesus says, I'm the way. Mm -hmm. I'm the truth. Mm -hmm. I'm the, you know, in my word, you can find mm -hmm. truth and so forth. And so when we look at that, men don't have to 
rely on the supposition of their own selves or rely on fancy words of other men. Amen. You can rely on the word of God. Okay, so now we got, he's the way, he's the truth. What about the last one? I let Brother Green handle that. <laughs> <laughs> when he says he's the life, what what mm -hmm. is Jesus really really saying? Well, we've covered that a, a little bit already in, in some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. But um, he says in John six sixty three, right. Jesus himself says, "The words that I speak unto you, mm -hmm. they are spirit mm -hmm. and they are life." So if we want His spirit right. and if we want eternal life, then we're going to have to abide by the words of Jesus because he is the way, right. he is the truth, and he is the life. Now, Brother Green, in the little time we have left, I want you to go ahead and cover uh, that final one in John 15 and 1. John, John 15, 15 and 1. About the true vine? Yes, sir. Uh, Bible says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Mm -hmm. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. And it may bring forth much fruit. Mm -hmm. Now, now, watch what he's saying here, Mike. We've got a branch mm -hmm. that supplies life. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay? From that vine to these branches. Mm -hmm. Without that branch, there would be no life. I don't think any of us have ever walked outside and saw a limb laying on the ground and thought that it was able to be resuscitated long enough to keep bearing fruit. Amen. It can't bring forth any fruit at all. All it's going to do is wither and die. And the same thing that Jesus is saying about his father in this situation here, that we're made clean through the word. Amen. Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 48, that if you reject the words that he says, you actually rejecting me. And those words that I speak are the same ones that are going to judge you in that last day. Amen. Because the Bible is clear saying that every deed that's done in the body, whether it be good or evil, shall be brought into that day of judgment. So if we want to be true worshipers and if we want to be true parts of Christ's body, mm -hmm. and remember he's the savior of the body, Ephesians 5.23. Yes, sir. We have to be a part of that true vine which sustains or is able to sustain our life. Amen. Not only that, Jesus warns anyone who does not abide in him or follow his teachings or stays faithful in his kingdom. He says that they're going to be gathered and cast into fire and burned chapter in verse chapter 15 and mm -hmm. verse number six mm -hmm. and what god wants for us is he wants us to bear fruit and more fruit yes in sir. other words he wants us to be productive and and the more productive we are the more we are able to glorify god amen and that's what it's all about i want to thank again uh, my two very distinguished guests brother green from the downtown church and brother reed from the fourth avenue church of christ I just want to say again, Jesus is more to us than we could ever imagine, and we need him. We need his words, and because we need his words, we need to follow the words that he's outlined in his holy book. My name is Mike Crosby. I'm the minister of the South Garland Church of Christ. These are just some of the things that Jesus are to us, but he will be our savior if we follow his instructions according to the scriptures. Amen. Hear his word, believe it, repent, confess his name, be baptized for the forgiveness of all of our sins, and then live faithfully until he decides to call us all home into that eternal fold beyond the skies. Amen. May God bless us as we continue our study and our journey according to the scriptures. Till next time. We'd like to thank you for watching our broadcast today. If you would like copies of our materials, feel free to contact us at the number and email address at the bottom of your screen, and they can be sent to you at no charge. May God continue to bless us all as we walk our life according to the scriptures.